Welcome to the Tooth or Dare podcast with Irene and Katrina. The only dental podcast to bring you a Canadian RDH and an American RDH. These ladies bring you mic-dropping interviews with your favorite social media peeps and epic people doing amazing things in dentistry. Now let's put our over gloves together for Tooth Life Irene and Katrina the Wine Genist. What's up, Katrina? Hey, girl, hey. How are you? Oh, you know, living my best life. Yes. <laughs> but, like, are you really living your best? Is this, like... There's so much that's happened. I had my first flood at the office. Oh, no. I went to the office. Okay, so fun fun fact, fun story. So I had a bunch of my um, my equipment delivered and then my Patterson guys were there putting like hooking up my hydrum and my sterilizer my autoclave and um my plumber was there and like turned on the water and it was like the happiest day of my week because finally we have water which means I could actually use the toilet at my office and oh yeah what were you doing before that were you just like buying a lot of coffee at the coffee shop around the corner no no there's like there's it's in a condo building it's like the main floor of a condo building so there's um like a gym in the condo building and it has a bathroom so I'd have to like run to the elevator and go down or like run down the stairs and then hope that no one's in there because there's only one bathroom for the gym yeah and then run back upstairs so I'm happy Uh. that I can now use my own bathroom. but anyways um so I couldn't find distilled water like we couldn't test the equipment because there's like a shortage of distilled water because people are stockpiling it um, I'm assuming because like everyone's home and um, CPAP machines run mm. on distilled water and like there's a lot of equipment that runs on distilled. So people have been stockpiling it. So I went to four different stores, couldn't find any jugs of distilled. The Patterson guys went to three different shoppers, which is like our version of Walgreens, couldn't find any. And finally, I went to deliver some like Tooth Life packages to the post office. And I was like, I'm just going to walk through the Shoppers Drug Mart and see if they have it. And they had some. They had like eight bo- eight bottles. So I only took three. Mm-hmm. And then I brought them back. And Chris was with me. And he was like, do people drink distilled water? I'm like, I guess so. But I don't like the taste of it. Like no, it tastes like weird he- and it mm-hmm. smells funny. Um, so he, he went into the staff room because now he's determined to taste distilled water to oh, tell Lord. me that it's that he could drink it. You're right, of course. It's like challenge accepted. <laughs> so he goes in there, grabs a cup from the kitchen that I had just set up for my staff and then turns around and he's like, why is there a flood in your kitchen? I was like, what? What do you mean? So the whole like bottom landing area where the staff entrance is was in like two inches of water and it was coming through the drywall somewhere from my sterilization or my eyewash station, which is like recessed and wall mounted. Which is weird because like the little button was off, the water was off, like everything shut off. Um, so anyways, had my first flood at the office. Like Wow. Yeah. So Yikes. Cut, tomorrow they have to cut through the drywall and figure out where it's coming from and oh, gotta no. love it. But anyways, yeah, well, well, that's, that's basic. And I'm still moving. So I'm like living in boxes, out of boxes. You're like a hobo peeing in someone's gym and... <laughs> literally and your husband is drinking I, distilled water I, like what is wrong out, with you and we ran out of wine and rum yesterday no you went did to, not went to the liquor store and they were closed they're like on reduced hours because we're we're um our province like our province our city of toronto um is officially on like emergency protocol so mm-hmm. everything's reduced or a lot of stuff is closed um it's just absolute madness it is it's it eerie is. it's eerie walking around and like nobody's on the streets even like dog people yeah they like see another human and they like walk in a different direction yeah it i i'll t- i tell you it's an interesting um 
it's an interesting time that we're in right now. Um, my side and my experience with this whole thing actually started when I was in Europe because I think last time we recorded. Yeah, last, okay, so since we've last spoken, global pandemic has become that's a thing. Fifteen <laughs> times worse in the last two weeks. Yes. Um, countries are, are state of emergencies. I mean, everyone's seeing it on Facebook, so I don't want to like you know. Yeah. Talk we're all too much about it, it now. Yeah. Like we're seeing it. We know what's happening. Yeah. But you to leave Paris early. So, well, yeah. So I flew in to uh, France and I was staying in the south of France. So yeah. like in kind of the Marcellion area. I flew into Mont- Montpellier. Um, I had uh, 48 hours of fabulousness in France. And it's so this is like kind of crazy because of the time zone changes. What happened was the uh, the second day actually the first full day that I was there because I got in around like noon on day one um and just had a beautiful time with my friend uh, my other gay friend Stephen out there and then so day two we go out to dinner we're at a um, Michelin star restaurant I don't know about you but like I'm like hometown midwest girl I'd never been to like a Michelin star restaurant in my life you don't chase the stars I well you know I do I feel (laughs) like you would because there's like always a sommelier and they pair their wine I mean it's it's a beautiful experience I wouldn't even call it a meal it's just like a beautiful experience it's a full experience so I never experienced that in my life and so they're like my friend's Steven and his husband Guillaume they're like let's go to this like beautiful Michelin star restaurant and get dinner and um it was a 10 course meal like I mean it was just one thing after another and you know wine did did you have your own server um, I mean, for our table, we did. We had, oh, we but had you multiple. personally yourself, you didn't have your own server? I don't know. I had been drinking so much at that point. <laughs> I wasn't really paying attention. I was just waiting for the cheese cart to come out because <laughs> that's a very French thing. It's like, oh, oui, oui. And then the cheese comes out, you know? <laughs> I know. Yeah. So I was like so excited for the cheese the to regarde, come out. Regarde le fromage. Uh, yeah, I know. But of course, I'm like so American. I'm like, say cheese. Like just being stupid. So um, anyways, we have this like huge meal and like food just keeps coming out and they're pairing it with wine and this whole thing okay and by the way I think our reservations were like at 7 30 we didn't leave the restaurant until like 11 45 p.m like we were there that long okay so I'm like I'm gonna have the world's best sleep because like when you eat that much food and drink that much wine I'm gonna sleep so well and I had a whole thing where I wasn't going to set an alarm I was just gonna let my body wake me up because I had this was my first selfish vacation in like over a decade. I know that sounds really pathetic, but like I've just, I'm such a like a worker bee that like it drives me crazy to go on vacation. So this I wanted to do for myself. And so I'm sleeping, I'm in like a wine buzzed sleep and all of a sudden my phone starts going off at 2 a.m. in France. And I'm like, what? And my sister's calling me and I mean, she calls me from time to time, but it's like, this is weird. Like she has to know there's a time, like whatever. So I ignore it. And then she texts me and she's like, you need to get out of France right now. And I'm like, what? And so I call her back. I'm so disoriented. I'm like, what's happening? And she's like, you don't know? And I'm I'm like, no, nobody in Europe knows what's going on. Like, it's 2 a.m. What's happening? And she's like, oh. And so then she told me about, you know, the president's travel ban. And, you know, you have X amount of time to get out. And with the time zone change and how long it takes to fly back to the United States, I had two options of flights I'd be able to get on before I'd be subject to this, like, 
potential 30 day slash they're extending it, you know, travel yeah. ban situation. And so <clears throat> I got the last flight out of the south of France to get back to the United States. Was it like ridiculously expensive? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm like, ooh. But it's so weird when you're in that state of panic. You, you like, don't you even really care. Don't think, it's just like, I don't care. Give me a ticket. You yeah. just book it. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and that's like, I had people coming out of the woodworks like, Hey, are you okay? And you know, people were so sweet, but it's like in those moments when your you're phone like, is I don't just have going time crazy. to explain. Yeah, and you're like, like I gotta I, go. Yes, I, I yes, thank you so much, but I'm I'm on the phone with Orbits right now, just trying to get out of you know. And so, yeah. but anyways, I I uh, ended up uh, getting on a flight. Thank goodness. Uh, and this is like kind of a crazy story. So I get on the flight and I, I don't sleep well on airplanes. Some people sleep like can just like pass out and take a red eye and whatever. I cannot. I'm Me. like wide awake. Me, I can. You can ko. Like wow. I'll, I can fall asleep before we even leave the runway. That's um, now I consider myself a relative narcoleptic. Like if I sit on the couch, like I can turn on uh, like the office rerun on Netflix and within like three minutes, I'm like passed out. But on a plane, I don't know. It's a different story for me. So I struggle, but I knew with the long flights to and from France that I was going to need to be able to sleep. So I um, have a, a did you take a little something? Did you take a little something? Something? <laughs> I have a prescription that was written L- for me. A little something. Um, something. <laughs> a little something. Uh, a very strong prescription. Crush it um, up under the tongue. Hold it I, in there. Yeah, I just I just t- took took her back. So the the plane takes off. I think I had like part of the meal because you know they serve a meal on those long flights. I t- had part of a meal. I passed out. Uh, woke up nine hours later and the woman next sitting next to me is like whatever pill you took pills took a couple whatever you took it must be the most amazing pills that you I you know they must be amazing and I'm like why and she goes I cannot believe you slept through what just happened what happened I know I'm like what what happened you know and she's like oh like two hours ago Everyone on the plane just turned into the aisles and started projectile vomiting. What? I know. Why? I'm like, what? And she's like, I, it was just one person after another. I mean, everyone just like vomiting to the point where like the the stewardess or or flight attendant, whatever they prefer to be called. Was now, it turbulence? What was it? Why? Well, I, I, yeah, I asked. Her, I was like, what? What was it? And she's like, I I have no idea. But she's was like, was it the it food? Was, it was. Uh, I have no idea. But she's like, it was unbelievable. Like, I mean, people were just projectile vomiting Ew. into the aisles. So then I'm like, what? That's like not like, I mean, I felt fine. I wasn't, I mean, but she was like, I cannot believe you slept through that. Like people were literally like aggressively vomiting and you, <laughs> you're just in the corner sleeping. I'm like, yeah, no, I felt great. So <laughs> get back to the oh United States. I get in at... Uh, and they said, you know, customs might be a problem because of, uh, you know, who knows what was happening. And then they did have to report that basically everybody was aggressively vomiting on this plane. So they they had to report that when we landed. And so they're like, yeah, oh, no, customs. did they have to have like a whole bunch of people come on and like inspect the. the- they didn't know. They were like, well, we're just going to stay here at the gate for a while. Like, we don't really know what's going to happen. And then all of a sudden they open the doors and they're like, all right, you're free to go. But customs might stop you guys once you get in and try to get through. Nobody stopped us. Like, we, we like, cruised wow. right through. It was, like, kind of crazy. So I finally, like, got home. Like, I was in my house by, so like... So still to this day, nobody knows what happened on that Nobody flight. knows what happened. But it was, like, 8.30 p.m. before March 13th, right? So it was, like, March 13th at, like, you know, midnight on the button is, like, when... Yeah. 
he, the yeah. travel ban happened. So I basically got home like three, almost three, almost four hours before this travel You're ban happened. You're lucky there were no delays or anything. So I know. Was, like, I know. Happened. Can you imagine? So I did get back and then my employer called me the next day, which was actually my birthday, Friday the 13th. Yeah. My employer, <laughs> my employer called me in Tuesday. Which ironically like, was also the same day that I, my, my lease started. <laughs> Whoa, there you go. Look at that. What a lucky day. Day I'll never right. forget. Yes, of course. But my, um, my employer's like, so we would appreciate if you didn't touch a patient for 14 days yeah well you're and I totally get it and so that kind of started it for me so my quarantine started um over a week ago and then yeah. now like slowly like everyone else has kind of been entering into quarantine yeah um, so but yeah I, I'm losing my mind um I had a moment a couple of days ago when I was sitting there uh having coffee with Stephen, and I just said to him you know, if you and I are the only people left on the planet, we're going to have to procreate. Would you procreate? <laughs> <laughs> and I just looked at him like, we're going to have to do it. We're going to have to bring, we're going to have to bring the future into light. And he was not very happy with that, but I think he'll be okay. Um, right. My hope is that we don't get to that point, but. Yeah. Let's hope. Have it. Oh yeah, my goodness. Well, I find it um, interesting, obviously, like we're part of a lot of these Facebook groups and I find it interesting that. Um, I mean, in the province of Ontario, the RCDSO, which is the Royal College of Dental Surgeons of Ontario, is the, like, licensing body for the dentists. And our college is the um, uh, CDHO. I find it interesting that, like, there's no firm stand on you must close. It's all, like... um, you know, you must practice safely and you must have like the appropriate PP and do the right screenings, which I totally get. But they're like, we, the, the phrase is like, quote unquote, we strongly recommend. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. there are a lot of offices here that are closed. Mine Mm -hmm. won't open until this is done. Like I refuse, but I Mm -hmm. find it interesting that, you know, in some of these Facebook groups, like people are still working right now Mm -hmm. uh, because they have no choice. Like, yeah, there's such so much going on with like, you know, em- employment rights, I would say, yeah. and standards. And um, I mean, I, I don't know whose dedication it is today, but I think I want to just volunteer that we dedicate this episode to all of the healthcare providers that have yes. helped and then yes. all of the dental hygienists who are still working right now in a very uncertain time, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which is I mean, it just gave me goosebumps to think. I, mean, I know. I, I literally have could, goosebumps, too. Like, if you have responsibilities, and obviously we all do rent mortgages to pay children to feed, mm-hmm. um, and you have no choice, and your boss is saying, like, you have to come to work. Yeah. What do you, what, what do, you do? I mean, that's t- a tough call. Yeah. Big time. Well, and it, it, what it does is it, it really reaffirms the the responsibility that we have to the community. You know, I sometimes I think we forget, for example, when we um, – here in the United States, when we say the Pledge of Allegiance, like what it is that we're truly saying or on our graduation day when we have yeah. our pinning ceremony for hygiene and, you know, we say the hygiene oath and we make a promise that we're going to serve the community that 
um, you know, it's in, in times of, of triumph and, and positivity and when the economy is amazing. And it's also in times like right now where we need to be serving the community. And, and so I, I'm right there with you. I think hats off, kudos to the hygienists, yeah. uh, healthcare workers. I, I mean, I'd even go so far as to say the nurses, the doctors, like the people yeah. who are in there on the front lines, um, you know, who are, are having to make the difficult decisions to triage patients and identify what's considered elective versus non-elective. Um, the people who are still out there um, doing the good work. And yeah. I think along with that, the people who are, are the beacons of light in this, because it's so easy to go down the rabbit hole of there's nothing on the shelves in the grocery store. And you know what I mean? And, and to yeah. really just kind of feel the weight of what's happening. And I, I don't mean that we should turn a blind eye to that, but I think that there are so many people out there that are finding opportunities to bring positivity yeah. and, um, and to remind everybody that we will get through this. We will come out the other side. For sure. And by the way, when we do come out the other side of this, people are going to need the work that we do more than ever. For sure. Um, Which I think is a really interesting segue. You and I were talking before we hit record about the importance of identifying how in the dental industry we are going to move forward from this. I've learned Um, a lot from this. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we often get into our little um, comfort zone when we're working and when you're really busy, you know, things slip and slide. So I really am going to be implementing more protection not only for myself but and my team but for patients as well yeah like the whole hand sanitize before you go into a location I I think maybe three places of the 50 that I go to every week actually has hand sanitizer by the door I think that should be not just something that we're doing now or implementing like mandatory hand washing when you first come in like I think that that's something that we should be doing all the time so Um, absolutely you did an interesting video so for those hygienists that are still working right now and if you're listening to this and and for those of you that are going back to practice I don't know maybe in a week or two um we should talk about aerosols I think just Mm -hmm. a little bit like Mm -hmm. um you did an interesting video with Dense by Serona which happens to also be our sponsor for this episode today so thank you so much to Dense by Serona for sponsoring this episode and um allowing us the opportunity to share some strategies for people moving forward to mm-hmm. stay safe and to stay healthy. So yeah. we talked about aerosols a little bit last time and like how they stay airborne for up to 30 minutes after a procedure's done. Mm-hmm. So you did a video on the, um, the on their high, yeah, the PureVac HVE system mm-hmm. with a Cavitron. Tell me about that and how, I know it's awesome. It has like a little mirror on it. So it ends up that you don't need to be using your handheld mirror. But tell me mm-hmm. how that helps uh, with ergonomics and with aerosol reduction, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and, and you're so right. I think step number one is we need to be mindful of aerosol management. I mean, everyone hears panicking about getting ATSM3 masks and all of those things. And 100%, I agree with that. But um, we need to go back to what manufacturer recommendations are on the equipment that we're using. The, uh, the Cavitron unit that I'm using in the video is the Cavitron 300 and manufacturer instructions for a mechanical instrument like this is to administer a pre-procedural mouth rinse right. before you get started. Step number one, you know, so, um, I had my patient swish with that before I got started. Um, 
The PureVac itself is very interesting because I think most hygienists, if we've ever been in a situation like you're trying to do a sealant on a kiddo and so you've got the the high speed. First of all, that thing is like heavy and that cord doesn't move, right? Right. And then you've got, it's it's like, then you've got the long, um, I'm I'm doing a hand motion that I'm so glad. Yeah, the long insert. (laughs) I used to cut mine. Like literally I would cut them in half. Right, because it's too long and then it's flimsy-ish that you don't have enough control. You're trying to use this high speed to like retract and then high it's volume. the high high volume. high volume I'm sorry yeah, the high volume <laughs> evacuation you're yeah. trying to get this high volume evacuation to retract without sucking up the patient's cheek and right. then the patient's always like ah, you know and doing the whole thing and <laughs> so I think for a long time we in in hygiene have known that the two pieces of equipment in the dental office that produce the most amount of aerosols are doctors high speed handpiece yeah. and the hygienists mechanical instrument whatever that yeah. may be you're, and now you're, newly a uh, high push on using um powdered uh, air, air polishers air polishers or, so like that. up yeah. the wazoo for sure yeah. for sure so not I only think, aerosols but particles too exactly yeah. things that can absolutely be breathed in that can you know certainly carry yeah. um other small um viruses bacteria spores so this yeast. is a solution um for dental hygienists, I'd say. The PureVac system was basically a solution for, for ergonomics and for accessibility for hygienists using Correct. And ultrasonics, right? Correct. However, what happens when you put something like this in the hand of the hygienist is we expect it to behave exactly like how doctors high-speed evacuation system works. Right. In that we expect that it's, it's going to be heavy. And so... The thing that I find is once a hygienist actually puts this in their hand, it's the the actual tubing is extremely lightweight. And you'll notice in the video that I can actually twist back and forth. It has a swivel on it or a pivot on it. So it moves with me. In addition, um, it does have a mirror on it, which is fantastic because I can actually use Can you sterilize the end? Can you sterilize? You can reuse it. You reuse the end. They say up to 100 processes. That's amazing. um, mm -hmm, Before you have to replace it out. Um, But yes. and, And I think the final piece of it is that when hygienists start using it, they expect it to be the type of suction that sucks up the patient's cheek and what they've done is they've created this suction to be able to um, have a one provider two-handed approach so it's going to it's high vac in that it is evacuating these aerosols at the same rapid rate that doctors high vac is Um, but ours is a bit different in that it's still comfortable for the patient it is ergonomic for the professional you can use it for retraction indirect vision Um, and so there's so many benefits to it Uh, in the video you'll see uh, my brother is actually the patient (laughs) this video Um, and he he was a trooper we filmed that video for a long time the guy who filmed it was kind of an interesting cat and uh, he told (laughs) us he told us that we had to turn off the lights in the room and then I had to turn off my loop headlamp yeah and then I had to turn off the overhead it is pitch black in the room um while I'm doing this so my poor brother's gums were just lacerated because I (laughs) couldn't see what I was doing I'm just in there so please don't judge my instrumentation uh technique because literally I was going in there blindly but it does a really beautiful job of showing um particularly my favorite is uh, on the maxillary anteriors that is when I'm working with patients on the the maxillary side Correct. Or both. What, both, buckle and lingual. Because what yeah. happens is 
I find that's where you really get a lot of spray on the patient's face. Yeah, yeah, and then you yeah, do yeah. the whole, like, I don't know about, about you, but I'm like, oh. As your facial. Monday, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Spa day Mondays. Here's your free facial. You know, or patients are going, oh, I already showered today. You know, yeah. and they're like, they got water right. all over them, you know. Yeah. And so what I find uh, really cool about this video is you can actually see the part where I'm working in the maxillary anteriors. And normally you'd expect There's to see no all of this all over him and it's not there. Um, huh. And I, for me, that's just really eye-opening because we've, we've seen those videos like if saliva were red right yeah, yeah, yeah. We, like we know what happens with all these aerosols and the fact that there's a tool that's available that was really built for the hygienist yeah. to to not only be safe but to be comfortable and to to be able to create a patient comfort situation has been huge so cool. i love okay, it uh, I've been i'm gonna using link it. i'm gonna link two videos below i'll link yeah. one of katrina and then i'll link another one too that kind of shows how um, it compares to using your standard suction. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool where it shows the volume uh, distribution of a standard suction, which mm-hmm. um, I now will never like no. use again. Yeah, no, we can't. I, I, yeah. anybody who's listening, I mean, I, good I, lord, we're yeah, done. We're done with no. the slow speed baloney. I mean, it, yes, the slow speed is great for some things, but why when do you, you keep are... saying slow speed? Is that an American thing? Slow speed suction? Yeah. What do you call it? Low. Low oh, volume f- suction and high volume suction. Oh, I call it, No, we call it like the slow speed suction and we call it like the high speed suction. That's so funny. I don't know. Maybe I'm <laughs> the only one. I'm going to pull Darby. I'm going to look through in Darby. I'm losing my mind in quarantine. So maybe I, I, I have I'm, I'm using Darby and Walsh to caption my Instagram posts. Oh, Lord in yeah. heaven. This is yeah. where we're at. This is okay, the world all right. we live in. <laughs> Thank you, Densefly, for creating an awesome yes. product. Um, I'm going to link all of those videos below. Um, and it's really inexpensive too i mean it's very affordable i think it's under like 200 and something yeah. bucks it's yeah like, it's it's like affordable 250 ish canadian yeah. i don't know what the what the what i the think it's cheaper is. it's cheaper in america is and it? so this is yeah and this is one of those things i mean this I'm, would be something that i would buy for myself even if my boss won't buy it correct um yeah. here's what's happening i'm getting hygienists reaching out to me saying hey during these times right now where we're down the office is closed yeah. what are some things that i can be compiling to show my doctor that we need to be integrating into our practice you know what we should do we should do an instagram live about that 100 percent. because we're I 25 yes. minutes in okay so for those <laughs> so of you talking. listening to this episode on monday um we'll, we'll do it we'll announce something we'll we'll announce something and we'll do a little instagram live i can talk about like what i've been doing with my office manuals and changing my office manuals and stuff i love it so let's do that okay yeah uh this episode was recorded um live at voices of dentistry with the awesome dr brian harris who has like 400 and something thousand followers on Instagram and just launched a new product line too. I don't know the name of it, but just launched last week. Um, so we recorded this like face-to-face at VOD and dude's pretty cool. You, awesome. you hooked this up. You hooked this yeah. up. Yeah. He So I saw him speak at DIA 2.0 yeah. um, and he's like – the nicest human being on the planet like he just yeah, he, he's, he's one really of those people nice. that you're he, he's got the softest heart and he just really wants to help um and i just i found him just very fascinating and and he definitely has a very futuristic idea about how dentistry can serve the community and gosh now in these trying times when everybody's doing yeah. everything remotely um i think now more than ever this is such a beautiful time to release this episode because what he is doing is uh peeling back the curtain on 
what it looks like to do consultations with patients over a virtual platform. So um, I love that. And I think this is so timely. So I'm so stoked that this is the episode that we're we're launching right now. Yeah. It's huge. Perfect timing. Okay, guys, enjoy this episode with Dr. Brian Harris. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Tooth or Dare podcast. We're going to banter a little a little Should less we? for this episode. Okay, let's try it. I mean, I feel like we banter a lot, and then in the end, we're like down a rabbit hole, and somehow we're Why talking about- Why are we talking about, about sex in the city? Right. Charlotte, Friends. for some reason. You you brought up Charlotte again. I know. I am Charlotte. You are Charlotte. I am Charlotte. You look adorable today, by the way. Thank you. I did this thing yeah. with my hair. It's called not brushing it. Oh my gosh. It's called waking up hungover it's called and not, not brushing, brushing my it. hair. Not brushing it. How do you say my last name? Irene Naku. <laughs> I'm apparently African and now she I'm a click. from the click tribe. I'm the click tribe the of click. Romania. Naku. Yeah. I'm sure my dad would love that. Is yeah. He, All I right. hope he's proud. We have a really cool guest. I'm stoked. That we have been like trying to tie you down literally yeah. tie you down to to pick a day <laughs> okay and it just so happened that you are from arizona dr brian <laughs> harris in the house welcome fangirl moment oh, yeah stop. when katrina was like so dr brian harris is gonna come to voice as the dentistry i was like shit we got to get this guy a badge like how <laughs> yes. do we get him in here yes alan quick alan call alan i'm a, <laughs> like, alan on, so this is so this is how this went down yeah i want to hear katrina sends me a message saying I'm working on Dr. Brian Harris. And I think you booked through your assistant. Is that right? Is that how it all worked out? No, no, through no, me no. personally. Oh, yeah, through yeah, you personally. Yeah. Through the man. Like through the man. Yeah, yeah. He's like, D-man. Like, did you slide into the DMs? I slid into his DMs. How, and how he... slick did you slide? <laughs> I was like, I want to know the slickness of your slide. Was it like a, was like a hey, wait for the read receipt and no, then the rest? Or was it no. like full paragraph, let me tell you my life story. Let Girl, me justify you know me. why you need to do this. You know me. What you did d- I do? The I justification. Full paragraph. Full paragraph, yes. I, yes. Hello, my AP. name is Katrina Saunders. I run a board prep course. I also have my have, website. It's called katrinasaundersboardprep.com.ca.org. I had APA references. No way. No, of course I didn't. Did you? But no, but I was 2017 Malmed medical emergencies textbook. I put together a comprehensive paragraph just describing who I am as a human being. And then I said, Dr. Harris, we Who would love you, to have you. Even? Who am I? I don't, I don't it, know. It, it worked. It was, it ah, it was, see, there you well, go. Okay, so we need to say, you've got 400 and how many thousand followers? He almost has a half a million. Yeah, there's really, half like, a million people. And of those, ten percent of them actually see your stuff. Because thank you, Instagram, for f- <laughs> with the algorithm again. <laughs> with the but algorithm. so when you slide into the DMs of someone that has half a million followers, and they get back to you, right? This is like real deal. Your why paragraph you, why must you get be back to me. That's my really first question. Well written. <laughs> no, hey, I, I'm this is like, grammar. but this is going to be like a great starting point because I think that is what so many people miss out on. Ah. Yeah. like the whole idea of social media is like being social, connecting, and. Can yep. you say that one more time? <laughs> yes. I, Can you please say seriously? that one more time? No, 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 I so, feel like I get so much hate. Well, yeah. So I feel like, sorry, I didn't mean to go like all serious. No, like, no, no, no. Get, get but, but here's the reality. As you were talking, I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, you know what? We could spend the whole episode just talking about that because the, the reality is you reach out to me. Mm-hmm. I look at all my DMs. Yeah. I do have somebody that helps manage some of them, but, but anytime it's, it's something related to and directed to me personally, I look at it because like that's how relationships are built. Yeah. And you taking time to reach out and then me taking just a couple of minutes to respond. Yeah. And then being here mm-hmm. and like she truth. didn't have a huge request. She didn't ask for your firstborn no, no, no. child. No. And, and it's already just that little request has led to me getting to know two or three other like amazing people today yeah. that I didn't know before. Yeah. So 
Isn't that incredible? And there's, there's like a whole, so we're, we're at VOD for those of you that remember or followed along on the Instagram, which there's like 30 other podcasts here. Yeah. yeah some incredible. that have way more listens than we do. But none, half of them actually aren't recording at nonetheless. all. Nonetheless, if you, if you, yeah, look, if you we're the only ones down in two episodes, working? right? Everyone else is sitting around. Yeah, I don't know what happened to me. I don't know. Your lead is just you're okay. just you're 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 gyrating too much. <laughs> I'm gonna just, I'll stop cool. gyrating. Um, I mean. So I'm very happy that that happened. That you got to slide into those DMs and that mm-hmm. that you were here and that you you live in Arizona, I right? Do, yeah. Where? I, how far are you from here? I practice about from here about four miles. Four miles. Live, What's that in Canadian kilometers? I, I don't no, know. We don't know. <laughs> what is that in Canadian kilometers? We, we four, our, our measurements four hops are of a kangaroo. <laughs> yeah. is, it is. is it as the crow flies or not as the crow flies? Not as the crow flies. <laughs> okay. Not. Um. Who are you? Tell us about a- ASL age sex location. Where did <laughs> okay. you? Do you remember those AOL days? No. Were, did I don't. you do that? MSN Messenger ASL. Okay. So people were like catfishing you. What do you mean they were catfishing me? You don't just like ASL somebody on on AOL Instant Messenger. What do you mean? I don't know. When someone asks you your age, sex, and location, okay, let's not even <laughs> let's not even go there. My husband this probably so might much. listen to this. I don't know, yeah. honey. Yeah. If you're listening to this, I love you. I feel like happy I'm... anniversary. I'm not sure which one, but happy anniversary, <laughs> Doctor Harris. Tell us about your pro- Tell us about your practice. Tell us where did you graduate from dental school? What did you do? You do a lot of really cool stuff right now, and I want to get into how you've built your brand and your business around um, digital smile consults yeah. and full mouth reconstruction Amazing. stuff. Like, Amazing let's get to stuff. that part okay. after. But like, you know, a lot of the people that listen to our podcast and our demographic, I'm sure, are just like trying to figure out what they want to do and what types of mm-hmm. avenues they want to. How did you figure out that this was your path, and what do you do now? Yeah, so it was a little easier for me because I grew up around it. You know, my dad was a dentist and when I was in high school, he kind of, I saw this massive transformation in him as a person. Mm. And it's because, you know, he started to go to these courses with, with a few other guys in, in the cosmetic space. And those guys all went on to form LVI and pack live and all the big mm. cosmetic continued. Mm. So, you know, I had the benefit of, of being a, you know, what sophomore junior in high school and seeing my dad all of a sudden go from being just like a dentist and coming home smelling like a dental office to being yeah. a cosmetic dentist and, uh, and loving it. Yeah. And so that was kind of, I think probably my pivot point where I'm like, you know what, this is, this could be cool. My older brother's a dentist. And so, huh. uh, so he was two years ahead of me in school. And so he went to Pacific, which is where my dad mm-hmm. went. And so it just made sense for me to go there. My younger brother's a dentist. My father-in-law's a dentist. No so, way. Yeah. So wow. wait, wait, and this is University of the Pacific, the Arthur Dugani School? Correct. Okay. Correct. Okay. San Francisco. <clears throat> yeah. Awesome. So Great that's program. kind of, I didn't really have a choice. I mean, I, I, it just, it felt like the best career path to take. Mm-hmm. But. And, and are you married? I am. I've been is married. Your, is your wife a dentist? She's not. But we, no? we, we met at Arizona State in, in a chemistry class and she was pre-dental. Yeah. Um, Aww. Yeah. But we, we dated for, from the first. Date. He's scratching his nose. He's trying <laughs> no, no, to figure no, no. out. Carry Ruh-roh. the one and minus into the to the power no, no, no. of three. From from the first date to when we actually got married was three months. Wait, whoa, 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 what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yep. Yep. So shut the so, front door. Yep, yep, you would date. say <laughs> that you guys had really good. We had good chemistry. chemistry. Yes. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Yes. yes. So yeah, crazy. So I've been da, married. Da, been married da. nineteen years. Wow. And uh, I think that's freaked some people out, where they're like, well, you know, I've got 
kids that drive. I've got, you know. No way. Yeah, got four you don't kids look a home. day older That's, than the yeah. day you were born. Really no. do. You're like a baby well, face. Except cool. for the beard part. Like, right. the beard is not a baby. I feel like if he shaved face. his beard, he'd look even baby face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, 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 why the, that's where the beard stays. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Cool. Okay. So, anyway, that's, that's kind so of the... Fam- so, Apple didn't fall far from... Many apples didn't fall yeah. far from the tree, because yeah. you had a full family of dentists. I just used a lot of Fs in that. That's a lot of... Fall <laughs> fall from the tree, apple for a full so, family of dentists. In, and, and, and then you began practicing. Did you... Mm-hmm. Work for a family member as an associate first. I came in working in my dad's practice and bought in after a couple of years. I've been in practice 15 years now, but I think the, the real change happened. So we all go through this journey in our career. And so I just did that for a while. And then this, this real change happened when probably about three years ago, when I decided just to make a shift and only start doing the dentistry I'd love to do, which is, which what? is smile design. Huh. Really. And so, but can we take it a step back? Because yeah. there was a catalyst for that. Was there? there? I was. I I was there, and I I heard your program. <laughs> can you can you dive a little bit deeper into? Yeah. Wait, I feel like you guys are table talking here, and you know <laughs> more than me. I do. And I just <laughs> Irene doesn't like I, that. I may I may have may <laughs> not have told Brian earlier. Can I call you Brian? You I feel like we're Brian. friends now. Like Doctor Harris, yeah. Brian, Doctor <laughs> Brian call Harris, Doctor B, Doctor H, Doctor B. Okay, and I call you Brian just because now I feel like we're besties. Yes. Um. So earlier we were hanging outside and um, I had to like run away. Yeah. I was like, please yeah, stop. You do, please. you do the earmuffs I do, thing. I do the earmuffs thing. Yeah. You like to know and I, I don't. Like to, and yeah, I, and I, and I and had this look of when you panic on my face and I, I was know. like, I gotta, I gotta go because I don't want to know. I know. Um, so you know something that I don't. Oh, yeah. And you saw him speak? Yes. Y- yes, I did. I'm learning so I much see. today. Yes. He's, a, he's an incredibly delightful. So, but one of the things that I really loved, and I think this, this has to be a part of your story is how you got to where you are and, and what that catalyst was. So can you share that with us? I will. Yeah. Because it's a huge part of it. It is. So I had, I'd always done cosmetics and I'd always enjoyed it. Right. It was a part of our practice and and what we did, but I had done two smile cases one day in the same day, which was huge. I mean, no, it's like every dentist dream to do Two smile cases a day. Is that, was that your whole day? Was the take two you the smile whole cases day? in a in a few consults? But it was kind of one of those days where I was like, "Holy cow, that was this was the was hashtag amazing. goals." Yeah. So I was talking to my wife that night and just a normal back and forth. How was your day? I'm like, awesome. I did two smile cases in three consults, and um, I'm like, if I could just go to work every day and only do that, like I would love it. And, and her response back was, "So do it." Well, yeah, so do it. Yeah. She's Gotta actually, her actually words were, women, huh? women are so wise. Women, they're, they're so smart. Snaps, snaps to your wife. What's your wife's name? Her name is Mari. Mari. Oh, oh yeah. to you. Props to Sweet you. Sweet love. Yeah. Well, so in my head, when she said it, I thought she obviously doesn't get it. Yeah. Because you can't. She just said something nice about her. And I was like, she didn't get it. Obviously <laughs> no, no, no. she doesn't get no, it. Babe, you don't get it. You don't I, get it. I, I just have to, can't I have to cut that. Cuts. I have to do fillings. Yeah. I have to do extractions. I have, right? Yeah. Like you're yeah. running a business. Yeah. She doesn't work right? that way, honey. Yeah. <laughs> and, no, and, that, and that's when she challenged me and she said, no, like, she's like, the problem is everybody knows you're a dentist, but nobody knows what you do. Oh. And I said, well, what do you mean? Is. She's like, well, she's like, think about it. You do all these like awesome smile designs, but you don't share them. people in the, the neighborhood. World. Yeah. Nobody knows about it. And mm. she's like, you should start posting things to social media. So that, mind you, this is three years ago yeah. when mm-hmm. that was like really uncomfortable right. because yeah. nobody was doing it. Right. Yeah. And, um, and I then, believe that's called trailblazing. Yeah, well, that's exactly what that is. Yeah. It's taking the path least traveled. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it, but it's it's hard too because as a 
as a dentist, like we're always afraid of being judged right. by our peers 100%. or by people. And so, but finally I'm like, you know what, screw it. Screw I'm just going to do it. And yeah. so I started posting cases and that's really when everything changed because right. social media is such an amazing platform for people to do business with people, mm-hmm. which I think is what nowadays you look around everything. It's people doing business with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you, you order Postmates or sure. Uber Eats or whatever. It's some other human bringing you your dinner because you were too lazy to go down and get it yourself. Right. Um, you know, Uber, you hop in someone else's car and they mm-hmm. take you somewhere. So the, I think that's what people miss out on is it's not like we have the Harris Dental brand and that's great. But people are a lot more likely to reach out to Brian Harris than they are to Harris Dental. Uh, right. And so that's when humanizes doc, yeah, it. humanize it. And I think that's the key. So that was space, in 2016, 17 ish. Yeah, end of 16, early 17. Early 17. Yeah. That's not that long ago. No, I mean, no. and someone asked me yesterday uh, that follows me on social media and was like, when did you start posting more dental stuff? And it was around the same time. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. like, I think mine was, I remember the post, it was June 10th, 2017, where I oh, had really? like my moment. And I was like, like, I'm just going to do it. Like, who cares what people think? And it's, that was a great time. Like that was the, the birth of, I mean, I don't have half a million followers yet, by the way, if you're listening to this and you don't follow mm-hmm. me, you should be fine. <laughs> Please but, follow Irene. Please follow Irene at tooth. Follow Irene, Irene on Instagram. Do, there do, we go. Do, yeah. do, do, um, no, but mine was, was, mine was January 17th. No, January 6th, yeah. 2017. There we go. Same thing. Yeah. Right. That's, right. that's when a lot of the, now that we know, I, I don't know. How do you feel about the word influencer? Sometimes I'm like, I don't really, really like to be called that, but you know, it, I think it's a great that's word. When the accounts. That's when the, the very I, popular yeah. accounts, yeah. a lot of them started to be created yeah. to create content that yeah. is now known as influential. Yeah. Um, so since then, how would you say your growth in the types of cases and the consults that you, you now do, like how has that changed? Uh, so, so what happened at that time is I started posting to social media and that's when people started reaching out. And as they did, they, they would reach out and start asking questions. And I remember one particular woman had reached out and told me her story, how she hated her smile. And, and, um, and so it was the first time I'd ever asked anybody to send me a photo through Instagram of their smile, which felt super uncomfortable because it's like super invasive, but. She did it. And as she sent the photo, that is, you know, that's when I realized, oh, wow, I can really help this woman. And so I went to message her back and I thought, man, it's so, it's such an inefficient thing just to try to text her what I want to say. So I'm like, you know what? Send me your email. I'm just going to record a video and send it to you. And so that's, that's the huh. first virtual console I ever recorded. That was the same time, 2017. It was January 6th. Yep. Wow. 2017. It was right before a big other digital dental marketing conference that I was supposed to speak at. And, um, and that's where things took off because as I sat and recorded this video for her. So what did that video look like? It was just you in your office being like, hey, no, no, no. It Susan. Was me. It was me in a hotel room no because I was speaking the next day. Of course. Oh, and it was yeah. amazing. You, yeah. don't, you don't stop. No, yeah. you just keep going. Well, right? No, but, but the video was, it was one of, it was probably five minutes, maybe even less. But it was one, I, I remember it was one of like, hey, Kendall is Dr. Harris. I know this is weird. kind of a weird way to do this, but. I just want to tell you what's possible and know I can help you. Yeah. And, and then I wanted to tell her like, Hey, we can, we can fix that gap by doing bonding. We can do some minimal prep veneers. Bonding is going to cost about this much. Veneers are going to cost about this much, but at the end of the day, it's not really about that. Like I just, I would love to help you get a smile that you love and, and 
and can be happy with because I think everybody So then what happened? So she watched your video. Then like really what happened is my whole entire life changed because she watches the video. She comes in two weeks later. So she, she's, she signed up. She's subscribed. She's in. I'm in. Well, so that's a difference. Me knowing her actually showing up at my office was another turning point because I walked into that consult with a totally different level Mm -hmm. of confidence because if she shows up after I've already told her what to do and given her fees, what do I know? Yeah. I know she's, she's, she's in, she's in. Yeah. So then I, I saw her, we did the consult. I prepped her case as while she was in temporaries, she posted on social media, tagging her smile saying in her temps, in her best money ever spent. Wow. Thank you, Dr. Brian Harris. And so when I saw all this, it's like everything came together where I'm like, okay, I posted this. She sent this. I then recorded a virtual consult. Then she posted this. As she posted it, two more people reached out to me and said, I saw you helped Kendall. Can you help me? Sounds That's like when, a legit version yeah. of a pyramid scheme. <laughs> it's like it's you, you bring scheme. in two of your friends, <laughs> and then you'll down. get five cents off of on, every dollar. You're on my downline now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what happened, and I think that's, that's when everything changed because when I saw her post, and then it referred more people to me, and then yeah. I recorded consults for them. Then well, it, they say referral is the best form of a flattery and... To, you you, uh, get, like, a high, you get a high-level client yeah. because they already trust you. Right. You've built that trust. Yeah, but in our world, word-of-mouth referrals is usually like you guys are at dinner. You say you need a dentist. Right. You say, oh, you got to see my dentist. So it's like a one-on-one. On the social mm-hmm. media side, it's like one to sharing 500. it yeah. to your whole platform. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So that was in 2017 where this all happened. Yeah. And on your social media side, like how many followers would you say that you had in 2017? Well, when, 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 when she reached started, out, that was probably 300. Yeah. Which is Three, like... 300 followers on Instagram. The aver- yeah. Which is to interesting because it's the... So between they say that between 300 and 1,000 followers is the average general dentist practice following. That's yep. incredible. Which is insane. If yeah. you think about the average practice will have anywhere between 1,500 to some will have 3,000 active patients. Your own patients aren't even following you. Yep. And then they were like, oh, well, you know, I don't do too much. Or they're posting like ridiculous stuff on social media. They're yeah. not yeah. using social media to highlight, like, you are Dr. Brian Harris, Brian, my friend, Dr. Harris, B, Dr. B, B, dog, HB. B dog, HB B. in the house, um, to showcase, like, what you are able to provide as a service to your right. patients that you, like, you, hi- you use this to highlight. And we all have heard the phrase, like, you know, Instagram is your highlight feed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, so it turns do out it, it is. Like, yeah. so, so highlight your cases. Highlight what you're capable of doing. So you did just that. You were yeah. like, I'm going to show you what I can do for you, and then I'm going to personalize it by making a video. So you went from 300 followers to now half half a million followers yeah and it slowly i mean it it took by this. it probably took a year and a half to get to 2000 followers you know i think that's yeah, what doctors first, don't understand the, is right. you don't need it's to have burn. 20 30 40000 followers you just you need just need engagement. to like put 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 up good content and yeah. have it be mm-hmm. re- have it be relevant so how have you now taken your initial 1.0 model of what you do one to one and how have you now expanded it you have expanded it. You're speaking, mm-hmm. you're doing speaking gigs. You've got your own platform now yep. and you're sharing your knowledge and your success with other dentists out there to be able to personalize this to their patients and to their followers. So how have, how did you do that? What was the sequential step from I'm one guy doing this one thing to now? Like, did you pilot it to a couple of your buds? And yeah. like, we're like, Hey buddies, like I'm doing this. You want to try it? Yeah, I did to 12. So initially I took what I was doing, built a methodology around it. And then went out to 12 doctors and said, hey, 
you guys want to beta this with me because what I saw in my practice, I did it for about six months myself and I went from doing general dentistry and some cosmetics to only cosmetics. And then I was like, you know what? There's really something here. Wait, wait. By only cosmetics, you mean literally your clinical day is you prep, crown, prep, prep, prep in the morning, and then seat in the afternoon. Is I mean, is that your typical day? Like yeah. you, you're not. Did you do you mill yourself? I mean, at that point, maybe you didn't. But do you do any of your own milling, or do you have a lab on, insight on on site? I don't. I have I have ceramics that do come in. Yeah. Um, but I don't mill anything on site. And this is always a little weird to talk about because it, I don't want it to seem like a flex or like a, a like a, a brag post. But Bro, it's, flex. Oh, it's, yeah, but, but, flex. Big listen. flex. Stand up. <laughs> both guns out. Flex. But this is, this uh, is where you flex. <laughs> this, this is my teenagers are like, Dad, stop flexing. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you, that's how you Do get they call you boomer <laughs> even though you're not a boomer? So, okay, boomer. Well, well, so uh, what were, were, you, what were we talking word. about? Flexing. Oh, yeah. Coach, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, for probably the last... Two and a half years, um, I haven't done any general dentistry. Isn't that so, amazing? Yeah. So my day now consists of, and it's booked out. So right now we're booked out about four and a half months. But four it and is, a half months. Yeah. So a potential patient that wants to get full mouth reconstruction done by you is going to have to wait. It's four and a half months. Almost four and a half, yeah. almost five months. Yeah. You're that busy yeah. with the work that you're doing. And it's, it's usually one, one big prep. One big prep would be like prep a 20 unit case and then seat two to like a six and a 10 unit case and then three consults or it's seat two cases or, you know, seat one big case, prep two smaller cases. But yeah, that's it. That's, that's how that's the schedule looks. And, uh, and is, do you have associates that work with you? Yeah, I do. My dad still is at the practice. My brother, Scott, do he, they do now similar treatments? They do. Yeah. So now your whole practice has rebranded and changed. Yeah. We still have the family practice, but like Scott, for example, he's two years younger than me. And initially he was like, well, this is kind of like Brian's thing. And so I'll just continue to do my thing. I kept pushing him like, Scott, just, just do it. showcase your work. You're super talented. He does phenomenal work. He starts doing it. And then same thing. He's got people flying in from all over now. So that's mm. the thing is more than a, about 60% of everything I do is out-of-state patients fly in, fly out for treatment. Hmm. And um, we baited it to the 12 the docs. 12. Yeah, and then we saw the success. You and know, of those 12, are they still using your model? All the docs yeah. all the docs do, but two. One of the docs that beta tested it was Dr. Dorfman, who's a, who's a mm-hmm. friend in a, in, a, in a other clinical mastermind with me. But the reason he's not doing it anymore is because he's – doesn't need to do it, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's got a long, yeah. He's got a long-standing brand that's been there, um, but all the other docs that debated it are are still in it. So, what is your? Do you have a name for this? Smile Virtual. Smile Virtual. Yeah, that's smile a software virtual. software platform. So, and, what what does becoming a Smile Virtual doctor look like? Is it a? Is there? A, what is that? Yeah, what does so, it look like? So there's a there's a course that we put doctors through. It's like yeah. a certification and. Uh, basically a, a setup for the whole process where you get your own software platform. We train you on how to record the consults, how to attract the patients, just the whole process and methodology. And then you're listed as a small virtual specialist. Mm. We help you set up your social media page and launch and grow that. Mm. Uh, we put a widget on your website. So basically we set up all these like so funnel that, points. That to, widget, what does that look like? It's like we are like we it, no, have it's, this or it just, it looks the nice thing about a widget, the, 
the value of a widget is you can put it on your own website yeah. and it still looks like your website. Yeah. Okay. Change so, the color and the feel yeah. of it, but so, it's, it, so it's even integrated. Though, even though it's Smile Virtual, everybody's So what happens when someone clicks on own, it? Then it takes them right to uh, a landing page where the patient uploads a photo. They tell you what they want to change and then it uploads it into the software. Okay. So the reason the software was necessary is is because of HIPAA compliance. Right. Mm-hmm. Before we were just sending videos. Mm-hmm. You can't do that on it's a, yeah. no, anymore. And it's a massive violation and, and sure. people are cracking down on it. And yeah. so um, the the difficult thing was like, okay, do we just keep doing this or do we go and spend 300 grand to build out HIPAA compliant software mm-hmm. platform? Right. Mm-hmm. And um, the busier things got, I'm yeah. like, you know what? We just got to we build it out it. and get and, it encrypted, which has been great because we've got several hundred doctors on the platform now. Wow. They use it. There's a monthly fee. They, you know, they get access to me every month. We do Q and A's conference calls. Um, they get access to all my training and ongoing mentorship. Yeah. So tell us about these, uh, these webinars. Yeah. Tell us, <laughs> tell us about, you know, uh, what, what, what these, uh, this, this was the moment <laughs> earlier where I told Dr. B here, Brian, Dr. H, Dr. Brian. This is the moment where I told Brian, I'm like, you need to stop talking. Paul, if you're listening, I love you. (laughs) This is, we're going to dedicate this episode to Paul. Oh, we do that dedication. Yeah. Um, and, and I think to premise this before we walk into this, one of the things that you had said was, um, from the beginning, you were essentially getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. Of course. The concept that this is weird, but like, can you just send me a photo? Like, You know, yeah. most men on Instagram. And he's yeah, like, oh, okay. yeah. That's what I, that's what happened earlier ASL? today. Yeah. No, the sliding into the DM. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. Some people slide in your DMS and you're like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but what you did was you created a situation where this could have been an uncomfortable situation and you essentially built it out into this incredible business where now as your wife so eloquently shared with you a couple years ago, like what, do it, make it happen. Like yeah. make this your reality. And I think that's such a, a really powerful lesson. And it's something that sometimes when you make it into the upper echelon of influencers or ho- sure. however you want to refer to it, because yeah. you're at, at almost half a million followers right now, you could say what I'm doing in my business is working, right? Yeah. Like all the things that I have, it's working. I'm not going to change anything. My platform is what it is. And I think, and I want you to share this story, but um, you know, building out webinars and, and doing the things that you're doing, you're still creating opportunities to get comfortable with being uncomfortable and continuing to grow and learn. So yeah. I, I think it's very cool. And I, I, I want to, I want you to share with our listeners about what your webinar yes. uh, yeah, what experience ha- what recently happened was. With, Tell us what about happened this. Well, this webinar. So, so I'm gonna back, how many of them do you do? So how often do you do them? Well, I'll back up a step. I think part of, because I want to make a point on something you just said, because I think I always heard this growing up and I always heard this like as a dentist, as a young dentist, you know, it's not about the money. It's not about like, just take really good care of people. And it's one mm-hmm. of the things my dad taught me, but still in the back of your mind as a young professional, it's like, yeah, but I want to make money, money too. Yeah. And I want to pay off bills. And so I'd gotten to a point in my career where I had been successful. I've, I've been on the lecture circuit 12 years. I've done some really cool things in dentistry and, and I've been successful from a professional standpoint, but you, you start to realize there's this difference between achievement and fulfillment. Wow. And, and the, it's a real big difference because yeah. achievement is like, it's driving the 911 Porsche that you've always wanted. It's having the practice, it's traveling, it's having all these things. But fulfillment is like being stoked every day to wake up and be like, let's do this. Like, let's go do what I love. Let's change lives. And, and so that's, that's what happened when this started taking off. I started to become a lot more fulfilled where I was like, hey, 
there's plenty of patients to go around. Now let's help other doctors create the same thing in, in their own practice. Mm -hmm. And so what, going back to the, to the webinar story, so I get, I get teased a lot or made fun of a lot because I do, and people just, people just mess with me because I do webinars and we do ads on Facebook and Instagram. So people are like, dude, if you show up on my Facebook feed <laughs> one more time, time. They're, they're, and it's like my wife's friends are like, I don't even, I'm not even a dentist. Why am I right. showing up? I'm like, cause you clicked on it once. Like now you're in, like right. you're not going to get rid of it. But so I do these webinars and they're an hour long and I do them weekly. And, uh, two weeks ago I did a, I did one. And anytime somebody leaves early, they get an automated email that says, Hey, why did you leave early? And it's good for feedback to know. Yeah. And so we'll just, so Paul responds Paul, we won't Paul. use last names. Oh, Paul. Paul, no last name. But Paul responds of why he left early, and it says, honestly, do you want to know why I left early? No, no, no. Say it how you said it No, no, no. No, 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 I don't know his tone. I'll just tell you my tone. <laughs> Paul says, you want to know why I left early? Because it was boring as F. If you really have a good idea, like it shouldn't take you an hour to convince me. You know, you should be able to tell me in 15 minutes. Mm. But my initial reaction reading that was like, okay, Paul, like <laughs> one, who takes the time, Paul, to send oh. an email? Like who takes the time? And my, my initial thought was like, how like, yeah, rude. what a jerk, you know, <laughs> F and, and you, it, Paul? It, well, kind of, it kind of, so here's the thing. I don't need you, Paul. <laughs> then the, then the ego in me yeah. like started being like, whatever. Oh, well, I'm not going to let it bug me. Yeah. But then the next day I'm like, it kind of bugged me and I was driving into the mm -hmm. office and I'm like, you know what? And I think I had this moment, like I would call this another pivot point because mm -hmm. I had this moment where I was like, dude, you know what? Like Paul's actually right. If I really do have something. I wouldn't I, say he's right. I'd say he had a point. Okay. No. He had a point. He had a point. He had a point. So he had a point. If, if I really believe I have something that can transform doctors' lives, yeah. if it takes me an hour to explain that to them, it's not a good idea. Like, mm -hmm. I need to be able to explain that in 15 minutes. Like, I think, and I think that's true. Any, anything of value or anything really impactful, you should be able to explain in 15 minutes. Sure. And so the, the reason that was a pivot point, the reason why... I'm going to reach out to Paul actually next week once the new webinar goes live to, to thank him truthfully because it made me get outside my box for a minute and say, okay, he's actually right. If, if we have something here, I'm going, to, I'm going to create a new webinar. And so the title of the new webinar is, you know. Which is also ironically <laughs> yeah. going to be the title of this episode. Yes, yeah, we're going to, we're going to steal it. Uh, Hour-long webinars are boring as F. You know, if you truly have a good idea, you should be able to explain it in 15 minutes. So that'll be my new Dedicated webinar. Dedicated to Paul. Yeah. Dedicated and I'm going to do, I'm going to do a 15 minute webinar yeah. and I'm going to just explain to doctors like no BS, like, Hey, here's what we're up to. Here's what we're doing. Here's how it'll transform your life. Here's why you should join in the reality at the end of that, if they're watching and they don't feel like it's a good fit. Yeah. That's great. Sure. But tying that back into the whole virtual consult thing. Yeah. The sad mm -hmm. thing about all of it is I wasn't what I knew was working for virtual consults. The reason it worked is I took out all the BS. Right. I just told the patient what they wanted to know. Can I trust you? How much is it going to cost? And what should I do? And I did it in 10 minutes. Took out. All, 
But then over here, I'm talking to doctors and taking an hour and 30 minutes to do webinar and Q&A to try to yeah. sell, sell them on something. I think that's what we do oftentimes as dentists is we try yes. to sell. Yeah. Absolutely. And you shouldn't have to do that. Like, I, you know, I, so I, I always say like telling instead of selling. Just tell them what they want to know. Mm -hmm. And if it's, it's a value, then, then they'll move forward. And if they're not ready, they'll respect you for not wasting their time. Yeah. And then when they're all ready, they'll come back and see you. Yeah. I love so. that. That's and, so cool. And in addition, one thing that you said when I heard you speak, mm -hmm. which I think is so powerful and Where valuable. Where did you hear him speak? And why was I not invited? <laughs> it was at DIA. You were invited. Oh, I couldn't go. I was yeah. speaking somewhere else. You're busy else. doing something else. <laughs> busy being an This is the problem when you have to speak at in general, then you can't go to other things. Yeah. We were just talking about that earlier when we talked to Harris. Yeah. Um, but one of the things his that name you, is Brian, Brian B money. Um, <laughs> two things that I, that I really took away from the program that you delivered at DIA was number one, you offer this virtual smile platform, even to people that are down the street from you or competitors, yeah. right? Like yeah. you practice here in, is it Phoenix or Scottsdale? Proper? I practice in Phoenix, but oh, it's right, it's right okay. on the border, right on the border. And I mean, and you offer this as a platform to your esteemed colleagues, yeah. you know, I mean, it, it, it goes back to that like collaboration versus competition, mm -hmm. right? Like you're pr providing this opportunity for other people to be able to optimize the work they're doing and really like step in excellence, which I love. And then the final piece that I really took away from your program was that you say, or you shared that you say to every patient, I can help you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think so much we, we over-educate our patients. We're constantly just like tossing information at them, right? Like, you know, let's sit for an hour and a half and talk about gum disease. I could, yeah. I could talk for a day about gum disease with my she patients, has. right? I fall and asleep. I, and I, <laughs> yeah. I find myself delightful <sighs> when I talk about perio, but thank you. But the reality is at the end of the day, people don't care what you know until they know that you care. Yeah. And for you to, to literally say, I can help you. Um, that's what patients want to hear from their providers that embeds that trust. And then yeah. you're absolutely right. Providing this, this virtual platform that I would imagine, I mean, I've seen a lot of your cases. You're seeing a lot of millennials and millennial, yep. I think they're, you know, I mean, that's, yep. that's your 25 to 40 is that's your is niche. That your demo? Yeah. yeah. That's your niche. And, and you do it well and because you can reach them in the right way. And so they are comfortable on these virtual platforms and they feel like they know you because a, a video is far more powerful or impactful than a photograph, which is far more powerful or impactful than words than directing somebody to a website with stock yeah. photos where yeah. you're like, nah, nah, yeah. you know, I mean, it's, it's so different. It, it takes this impersonal concept that people feel that social media is, and it makes it personal. Have you have you built yeah. a community around these seven hundred doctors? Like, do they can they reach out to each other? Do they know one another? Like, have you built the Facebook group thing? Is like a very popular thing. I'm not sure if you have a Facebook we do. group, but like, is there like a WhatsApp chat or do you hold WhatsApp. any <laughs> WhatsApp? Is yeah, we, okay. yeah. So sure. Doctor Galler that they were talking about earlier for Invisalign has like different groups. And they're named by animals. Do you do Invisalign? I don't Invisalign. do animal groups. Do you, do, you do, you know, do animal. So there's like koalas we meet on Tuesdays. <laughs> hey, hey, let's not talk about the koalas right now. Right. I'm very emotionally invested in the koalas. Yeah, you sure are. I, I am. Um, he does like different groups. So based on where you live, you're we part have, of a certain yeah. tribe. And then like you're all buddies and they do like local study clubs sort of things. Yeah. How do, how do you keep everyone connected and engaged? We do an annual mastermind event where everybody comes. Um, we also do, I do monthly coaching calls and cool. Q and A's. Mm -hmm. So there's a community, there's a Facebook group and we take it one step further, you know, especially on social media. So we know how powerful engagement is. And the great thing about having a community like this is, you can, so we have doctors in pods where, you know, part of being a part of this group is, Hey, when you post on social media, 
like your group's going to give you love, like do the same thing back for them, yeah. mm-hmm. comment on their stuff. And so that's one of those strategies of social media that some people are like, oh yeah, but you know, you should just get organic traffic and comments. I'm like, you know what? The, there's a, there is a strategy on social media yeah. where mm-hmm. if you can get love from people that you trust and you can give the same thing back, like it yeah. will help you grow your following. So there's a lot of things like that we do strategically, but, um, but, but that's, yeah. that's really important. It's important to keep everyone together and engaged yeah. and you know, like mm-hmm. motivating each other. And even if you thought like, you know, I'm going to post this case and it's probably not one of my best cases, but I'm going to post it. And, and mm-hmm. then you see people show you love versus showing you hate. I mean, it, it gives you more confidence to then be able to tackle yes. the next case a little sure. bit better because it's all I mean, it, a lot of it is in your head and a lot of it is within you. Yeah. Right. Well, and going back to the whole competition thing, part of it's just sharing with other people like mm. that they're doing a good job. but the so since you saw me speak, there's one of, there's a doctor here locally uh, named James Heaton, great cosmetic dentist, and he. Um, but when but the time he signed up for our program, you wouldn't have known that he wasn't doing a lot of cosmetic dentistry, wasn't posting about it, and he and I had a conversation. He just was like, "Well, I don't know if it's going to work for me because you're you've dominated the market," and he was having this mindset of scarcity of like. Sure. No, you're already doing it. There's not enough patience. And I told him, I said, James, like this market, especially this. So all these people we're reaching via virtual consoles. It's a, it's an untapped market. Yeah. People that are going to go in and have a in-person console already doing that. But it's this 80% of the population that is unhappy with their smile. That's just doing nothing. I said, that's the market you're going after. It's wide open. So I said, if you take the leap of faith, I'll show you how to do it. Mm. So now he's exploded. He's doing all these cosmetic cases. Well, the AZ Foothills just did the voting oh. for top cosmetic dentist in Arizona. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. And something that, that I've been a part of winning the last six years. Of course. Guess who wins it this year? Who? Oh, Freaking no. James Heaton. No way. No yeah. kidding. And it was he and I in the running in the end. Neck. And wow. so I told him as, as we were getting into it, I'm like, dude, how awesome is this? Yeah. Yeah. Like how, and I honestly, I didn't, I truly didn't care because like it proved my point of, like there's so much to go around. The one yeah. guy that was afraid of competing and like in afraid of looking stupid now gets voted co- top mm. cosmetic dentist in Arizona because he took that leap of faith and got, got uncomfortable. Yeah. I love that guy got, got comfortable with being uncomfortable, uncomfortable. Yeah. And not only that, but I think going back to that concept and you brought it up of the scarcity mindset, yeah. like that's, that's where you started when your wife oh, yeah. said, why don't you just do cosmetic? And it's like, I can't do that. And yeah. it's like, but why not? You know? Um, she really did know what she was talking she about. Did. And I think what you're doing, she always does, <laughs> she always <laughs> yeah. does. but what you're doing now is you're, you're living. And, and I, I want to ask you as I yeah. think kind of our final question, um, what your why is, but I, I think part of that being threaded through is the concept that you have taken this fear of the scarcity mindset. You've turned it into abundance yeah. and now you've created this opportunity for others to be able to experience that. And so I think there's an empathy that happens when you sit down and you meet with these doctors who do have that scarcity mindset. And I, I think um, we, we practice a lot of fear-based dentistry in dentistry. There's a reason why we're afraid to treatment plan, scaling and root planning on a patient who really needs it. Yeah. We're, we're afraid they're going to reject the treatment plan. We, you know, we, we're afraid to uh, dismiss a patient from the practice who's non-compliant because we're afraid that they're going to leave bad. You know, we, we spend so much time in that fear-based scarcity mindset. And you've created this, this trailblazing opportunity to create an evolution where we're shifting from that scarcity into abundance. And, and you've done it beautifully. So congratulations well, to you. Thank you. Well, 
Thank you. And you I guess I'm going to do I, a blonde moment. Was there a question there? There, there was. I heard it. I heard it. <laughs> like, so let me answer. Like, I was so into that. Are you like, paying sca- attention? No, because I was like, I was reflecting on myself. I was like, scarcity mindset, check. Fear, check. Problems, check. Wait, what was the question? <laughs> Whether there was or wasn't, I have a good answer. So don't let me forget it. Let me answer. Okay, go. <laughs> He's already yelling so, at you. He knows how this no, works. No, I forgot. No. Um, so two things. One, I think, I think. Everything, when you, if you stop and think about it, well, I don't want to present this because what if they reject? Mm. If you think about all those moments of scarcity, at the end of the day, you're never thinking about the patient. Yes. You're thinking about yourself. Yeah. You're thinking about, oh, they're going to think I'm trying to take advantage of them. They're going to think that I'm, that, that I'm trying to sell them. It's like, it's such a selfish thing when you really think about it. Yeah. So when you can get outside of that and make it really about the people. So I think my why now in all these years of speaking and helping other dentists, it's always been cool to be like, Oh, like if I can make a difference in that patient or that doctor's practice. And then with my small design cases, like what a difference I've made in their life. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the awakening I've had recently is, it's not really about the difference it makes, but it's the difference. The difference makes. Yeah. Uh, the you know, ricochet effect. The difference. Yes. Butterfly yes. effect. So Absolutely. it's, I can go and transform somebody's life mm-hmm. and now they show up in their personal life with more confidence and what that does to their marriage. And in turn, what that does to their kids and what that does to the, you know, when you really think about it that way, it's powerful. It's so beautiful. And like that, so that, that's what gets me excited now, you know, and that's why, like, why would I take the time to come down and be here? When it's a day that I'm supposed to have a date with my wife, like I told you, you are going on a date I'm with still your going, wife, I was able to make Aww. it work. And that shows how understanding she is. But the reason She's I would amazing. do that is because like, for me, it's not a, it's, it's more about like, I know people listening to this are going to see things differently now yeah. and hopefully go out and, and then make a difference in other people's lives. Yeah. That's what excites me. And yeah. that's, that's what, what drives me now. That's amazing. Oh, You're amazing. So good. That's really incredible. Oh, I feel like so empowered right now. Every I time like, we do an interview march. with someone amazing, I know. I feel so much worse about I myself. Just, stop it. You're fabulous. Yeah. Just the way God yeah. made you. Oh, Dr. Brian Harris, Thank Brian Harris, Mr. Brian Harris, Dr. Brian Harris, Brian. I'm just going to call Brian. These are best friends now. Dr. Thank you Harris. so much for coming here. Of course. For ma- taking a day to come here and yeah. to hang out with us and to hang out with Voices of Dentistry and the peeps here. I really appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, if people want to get a hold of you, where can they slide? The, uh, slide in the DMs. Slide in the DMs because <laughs> yeah. no, he answers them. Yeah. <laughs> and, just, and, uh, and, and slide in with words first because if you just send a photo <laughs> and it goes to request and it says blurred image yeah. and then when yeah. I get those, I block and delete. Yeah. But you probably don't block and delete I them. don't because there's no fear and, and, for you. Potential Today patient. we were sitting in the conference and I showed Katrina my phone. I was like, oh my God, I got a request from a creepy person and no words, just yeah, blur well, image, yeah. blur yeah, image. Delete that. Block, that delete, block, delete, block, delete. Um, so slide to you. Where, where can they find you? Just at Dr. Brian Harris, just on Instagram. Um, email is just Brian at Dr. Brian Harris.com. But, um, but yeah, I mean, reach out. I think, I think the, the cool thing about this community and especially on social media is we're all here to help each other. So yeah, thank you guys so for good. making Thank this you happen. so much. I appreciate oh. it. Now, I, now before we, before we call it a day, we're called tooth or dare podcast for a reason. Kay. I don't know if you know this. I, or, I didn't no, know that, this. That's cool. So, so, <laughs> Buckle up. Yeah. So Katrina and I generally, when we record, we're over, you know, audio over yep. phone. So we do a visually impaired version of rock, paper, scissors, but we're here so we can see each other. So okay. we'll rock, paper, scissors in front of you yeah. and whoever loses goes up against you. You get to choose. Whether you accept a tooth or a dare or whether you dish out. So okay. they go up against okay. the loser. So you can okay. think about a tooth and think about a dare. Katrina and I are going to do our thing now. And, okay. and uh, 
In the meantime, you should all be following us on Instagram. You can follow the podcast at toothordare.podcast. You can follow me, Irene, at toothlife.irene. You can follow Katrina at the Dental Wine Genist. Mash those follow buttons. Share this episode with your friends if you think that someone should be subscribing to Dr. Brian Harris's platform mm -hmm. and philosophy and mentality. So that's where you can find that stuff. All right, ready, girl? Okay, all right. So it's one, two, three, and then you shoot, uh -huh. right? Yeah, just right, like ready? it has been for the last 12 episodes. <laughs> one, one, two, two three. three. I lost oh. again. <laughs> Woo! Man, I read. I won once. I'm not kidding. This whole year. I, I've literally won every single time. All right, so it's you so and me. Good. Would you like to accept a tooth or a dare, or would you like to dish out a tooth or a dare? I will accept a tooth because I don't, I'm oh. mentally, I'm not like. Really? I can't think of anything right now. So you will I'm accept good. a tooth. Yeah. All right. Oof, but wait, hold good. on. What does that mean to accept a tooth? I'll ask you a personal <laughs> see, okay, men, steamy men question. See, men didn't play truth or dare like we no, did. No, I played and, it. Yeah. I've okay. just, I was accept, just, I'll, I'm going to ask you a very personal steamy yeah. question. Nothing, nothing's off limits. Nothing's off limits? Well, wow. let, me, let me rephrase that. Well, Something's off limits. Kids are listening to this podcast. <laughs> All right. If your children are in the car, please turn the audio off. And Be now. nice. All right. Be nice. Uh, let's see. A tooth for you. <sighs> what? Um... If you can think of one case that has been the hardest for you, whether it be technical or emotional, how would you describe that, that case in like a minute? Like a quick description of like what, what made it the hardest for you? Like something that either you still think about. I'm I sure think we have all of those. I have moments. like 50 of those cases. Give but me they, one. Okay, but they all have the same thing in common. So I'm going to speak to all of it. They're the cases that you take on. So this is good. When you're treatment planning and you're meeting with the patient and you have that feeling in your gut, like, I shouldn't do this. Like, mm -hmm. this, is, mm -hmm. this isn't going to work out or I don't know if I can make this patient happy. Every single time I've had that feeling and I've taken on the case, it's always turned out to be a disaster. Mm. Because I go into it overly confident, thinking I can make somebody happy, even though the last seven docs couldn't. For some reason, like, oh, I'm so great. I'll be able to make them happy. And there's no amount of money that's, that's worth taking on those cases. So I would say is if you ever feel like somebody doesn't trust you or they're doubting you from the get-go yeah. or Don't let, do it. let the money go, like mm -hmm. just be true to yourself. Treat people that you know, like, are there and trust you. So do you, you just and, not do that anymore now? Do you just like, if I, if I like, don't, if I feel this way, don't do it anymore? I Usually now I, I'm comfortable enough to have a conversation. You pass it off to a dentist you hate. Oh, no. by the way, I know this guy down no. the street. Dr. He's Helton, great. would you like this? No, honestly, do you know he what I do? He's just one dentist of the year. No, no, what I do is I'm just, here's the deal. I don't think it's fair to the patient yeah. to treat some, like, I won't treat a patient now if I'm not feeling it because sure. that's not fair to them. Like, think on their side, they, you don't want to be treated by somebody who's not all in. Yeah. And so what I do is I just have those uncomfortable conversations and I just tell them exactly that of yeah. like, I don't feel like it's a good fit because I, yeah. I don't feel like I'm going to be able to be all in. And it, I think there's a level of respect there that happens. And even though people aren't happy, it's, it's not fair to them either. So yeah. Thank you for sharing your, so your truth. Welcome. That's yeah. amazing. That's amazing. Thank you You're so fantastic. much. Thank All right, you. everyone. Thanks right. so much for tuning in to another episode of the tooth or dare podcast. Peace out from VOD. Cheers. Okay, well, that was a fun episode to record. How awesome it was, was that? I think it was fun. I think I really like live because then you really can just like zone into what someone's really passionate about and talk about that. I mean, yeah. everyone knows that we're not scripted. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
If anybody thought we were scripted, (laughs) no. Not even close. So when you're live like this and recording live with someone, it's just so much better because you can just like fly with what they're passionate about. So I found it really interesting. His, um, His take on he said something about like it's not about the money it's about the people and it's about how you make Mm -hmm. people feel and that if you're a great idea then you should really um be able to explain it in like 15 minutes or something he says something really awesome like that so um yeah so i'm 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 grateful that we were able to record this so impactful Yeah, yeah he he what a what a kind heart he has and uh and I think the more that we can connect to influencers like Dr. Harris and, and see the ways that they're rising and, and reinventing the way we look at dentistry because yeah. we're it's the future. It's 2020. Yeah. Things are changing rapidly. There are different expectations of patients and the community of what we're doing. And he's, he's taking charge and saying this yeah. is one way that we can do that. So uh, kudos to him. He's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, and I think this is an opportunity for a lot of people to change the way they do things. Like, for example, our dental hygiene school has been closed for at least a week now. Mm -hmm. And all uh, clinical setting courses or classes are canceled. Uh, But now they're moving everything to a digital platform for Mm -hmm. e-learning. So teachers are like doing a Zoom like this and all of the students are logging in and listening to a lecture. And I hate to say that if it wasn't for this, then... this wouldn't have happened like our school would have continued to be in its main classroom format Mm -hmm. um so i mean sometimes there's good that comes out of out of the bad Uh, i think that this is one of them so yeah i saw a meme the other day that reminded me of that it said something like now COVID 19 is going to teach us which of the meetings we had could have just been an email to begin with Like, it's true. How many times yeah. do you sit in meetings and you're like, why are we, we could have, this could have been a why one here? sentence yeah. email, you know? Yeah. So okay. yeah, it is. It's it's changing the way that we optimize our time. It's changing the yeah. way we connect. It's changing the way we use technology. And, um, yeah. and it's, uh, we have to see those positives and we have to see the way that, that we're going to take this information and we're going to change and grow from yeah. it. Well, we yeah. didn't have to do a tooth or a dare. Neither of us had to do a tooth or a dare. So I think yeah. we should just do an Instagram live to put yeah. onto our page. Um, and we can talk about some of the things that we discussed at the beginning of the episode about like what we're doing to change moving forward. Yeah. And we have to see the light at the end of the tunnel. I, re- I really do think that. 100%. I, I mean, my, my organs need to because otherwise I'm just going to be consuming so much more wine. Yeah, well, oh, you already drank yourself out of all the wine in your I home. Did. I understand. I drank myself so... out of wine and rum. Oh Lord, we still have, we still have White Claw and wine here. So we're okay. So you're going to be White Claw wasted tonight? (laughs) (laughs) White Claw wasted. White girl, White Claw wasted. That's the name of this episode. (laughs) It's so true. Uh, Virtual dentistry while White Claw claw wasted. All right. Okay. That's about going to do it for today, peeps. Um, thanks again to Dense by Serona for, mm-hmm. for sponsoring this episode and give us, giving us some great solutions to you know, mitigate some of the aerosols. Yeah. And We love you guys. And, yeah, we do. And we, we're so grateful that in this time that the companies like Dense by Serona are stepping up and saying, hey, how can yeah. we help? Here's a life preserver. Like, let's, yeah. let's do this together. And so sure. I, they're so amazing. So thank you to them yeah, for, for just sure. taking thank care you. of us. Thank you, Brian Harris. And then, again, this episode is dedicated to all of the perio slang warriors out yes. there that are still practicing while um, the rest of us are in our in our homes, in our apartments, hiding. This one's for you, peeps. Yeah. So until next time, peace out, peeps. Cheers.
I'm just going to start recording Irene, this I want right to now. remind you that we are at Voices of Dentistry. Yes. So when you introduce this, please yes. be clear that we're at Voices of Dentistry. As opposed to me saying Greater New York or Chicago Midwinter. Or Irene never, know, never knows where we are. I never know where I am. What <laughs> state is this what in? What are we? Yeah, I don't yeah, know. We're in Scottsdale, we're in Scottsdale Arizona. Scott's, Scottsdale, Arizona. Oh, um, damn that fireball! I know. <laughs> burning. <laughs> you told me not to talk about I know, fireball. I know. I know. Okay. Um. By the way, he's got a lot of you know very. Val- what are you doing? Are you grabbing um, my no, downstairs? You're, you're gonna have is... to buy me a drink first before you grab me there. <laughs> All right. All right. Whoever's doing that blue light situation needs to do a not oh, in my yeah. eyeball. That's actually Dense by Serona. Hey, Dense by Serona. Dense blinding. by Serona. Um, oh, God, Seriously. why? It's like no. that TikTok with the pouring of the water, the <laughs> how God made me this smart and the pretty, and then, <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I'll do that. You're, you are smart and pretty, though.